The Navy's Surface Warfare Center recently selected the National Security Technology Accelerator to manage prototyping efforts with non-traditional defense companies. It's the third effort between the group and the military. Companies managed by the accelerator frequently enter into other transaction agreements which skirt the traditional federal acquisition regulations. Federal News Radio Scott Mossioni spoke with the founder and CEO of the Accelerator, Tim Grief. This new OTA covers a broad range of technologies um, and, and very important technology categories for Department of Defense, ranging from trusted microelectronics all the way through to hypersonic technologies. Um, the, the contract itself uh, was set up to, to help DOD increase their technology capabilities in some of these key areas. Um, so you look at, for example, trusted microelectronics. Um, for, for decades, uh, the United States used to produce all sorts of microchips, uh, processors, et cetera, onshore. And you know, over the years, that stuff has become increasingly outsourced to where I believe we only have one to two foundries left in the United States. Everything else is produced overseas. And as you look through the supply chain of component parts, it becomes harder and harder to know where these parts are coming from. And in particular, a lot of these parts are coming from China. And so there's been a number of of documented cases of of malware and spyware being embedded in in component parts that can impact the performance of, of these technologies. On the, on the other side of the technology spectrum is, is hypersonic technology, um, which is hypersonic speeds or anything over Mach 5. And you know, China and Russia at the moment um, are starting to clean our clocks in, in developing these capabilities um, to deliver payloads, uh, to build weapons, and to really master the art of, of hypersonic speed and hypersonic flight. And so this particular contracting vehicle is geared towards what are largely seen as, you know, a number of the top three to five priorities of the Department of Defense for technology development over the next five to ten years. So remind us again of your role in this sort of OTA, other transaction agreement process, right? Because it can get a little convoluted for people who aren't familiar with the the OTA agreements. And uh, how does how does your role work as a consortium versus the traditional contracting system? So the National Security Technology Accelerator, also known as NSTXL, uh, we are a nonprofit organization that is a, a, a advanced network of technology providers. And we were awarded uh, the role of manager for this particular contracting vehicle. And so the role that we play is the government utilizes NSTXL to go out and source and vet technology solutions in the broad commercial private sector and throughout academia and the laboratories to, to bring these technologies and these capabilities in to address technology gaps uh, across the military. So uh, typically a program office with a technology gap or technology need across any of the, the technology areas under this contract comes to NSTXL. We help them from the very beginning to refine what the requirement is make sure that they're asking the right questions, looking for the right technologies based on where the technology and technology development is heading, not necessarily based on where it is today. And then we go out um, and we work with uh, businesses from, you know, small uh, pre-revenue startups all the way through Fortune 500 companies. And we also work with universities, laboratories, incubators to source the best technologies available and also help these entities team together to provide the solution for the military. 
and then we manage the contract vehicle, uh, the other transaction authority, to help both get the contract done in a very short amount of time, typically two to three months, as opposed to, uh, in some cases, years. And then we act as, uh, as a program manager across the life cycle to make sure that not only is the prototype on schedule, but that the performers are meeting the milestones and are on budget, on target, to get them fielded and eventually transition them into the field for the warfighter. At this point, this is your third contract, one's with DOD in, in general, one's with the Army, and now you have one with the Navy. It's a pretty wide spectrum of things that you're uh, facilitating at this point. How do you find the right people in order to go out and find the right companies that these the military services and the, the DOD need? Uh, we NSXL relies on, on a very high-performing network of networks. Uh, to go out and, and find the right technologies. Um, one of the, the mistakes that the government oftentimes makes is to categorize technologies into artificial silos, looking at, at things in, in sort of technology verticals as opposed to understanding that, that technology, particularly cutting-edge technologies, are more of a large Venn diagram. And so by having a broad technology network that we've developed over over our years of existence, we have connections two different technology areas, and all of the, the, the various contracting vehicles that we uh, manage are fairly broad in scope. And so it's pretty easy for us because we know where to look at something that we specialize in, that when the military brings us a new problem set, be it a really cutting-edge technology area like artificial intelligence or something that's a little bit more tried and true like an energy uh, solution, we know where to look, who to talk to, um, and who the subject matter experts are in those various fields to point us in the right direction. And then, of course, at the end of the day, uh, one of the things that NCXL specializes in is just rolling up our sleeves and going and, and knocking on doors, um, going to technology conferences that aren't geared towards the military, going and finding technology and the performers where they exist in the commercial, academic, um, and, and laboratory space, and bringing them in uh, oftentimes as completely new players to the Department of Defense. Part of what you do is is allowing companies and DOD to uh, kind of feel each other out, and then if, they, if the prototype fails, then it fails fast and is not as expensive. Uh, do you have any kind of numbers or statistics as to how often something actually makes it to the warfighter or makes it into you know the Pentagon versus something that's failed and, and just kind of uh, languishes out in, in the uh, contracting world, I guess? Uh, we don't have any, any hard statistics because the, the technology transition timeline uh, can be fairly protracted. Um, we have, have yet to have any of our, uh, our, our prototypes fail to, to produce, to meet their deadlines, to perform on budget. Um, but once they enter the transition phase, a lot of that is, is not particularly within NSTXL's control. So we are in the process now um, as a still fairly relatively young organization of getting our first prototype projects uh, finalized and we're waiting on next steps from, um, in this case, the Army and the Navy about where they want to go next with those particular technologies. Do you have any concerns about uh, once companies do transition, how they might be able to actually work and interact with DOD once they don't have you as a facilitator, especially when they're not used to dealing with DOD? No, we don't really have any concerns, um, at least not, not through our model. Um, NSTXL takes uh, our, our role 
um, as a, a facilitator very seriously, but we also take our role as an educator very seriously. And one of the things that we think is important to ensure the success of these technology development projects, particularly when the DOD is working with what are called non-traditional contractors, i.e. those that have not done a lot of business with the government before or ever, we make sure that we educate them and train them to be better vendors so that they understand what the government expects because business with the government is always going to be different than business in the private sector, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just learning the rules of the road, learning the expectations, and learning to perform on a tempo um, and with the transparency that is required by the government that isn't always required or is just different in the private sector. And that's, a, that's something we do is that our members uh, are, by the time that they're done with their prototype project, they are well-trained and well-versed in what is expected. And so when, when they leave the prototype and they move on to either a follow-on contract or something that does not necessarily involve NSTXL, they're well-versed in, in what it is to be an effective vendor uh, and performer under a government contract. That was Tim Grief, founder and CEO of the National Security Technology Accelerator, speaking with Federal News Network's Scott Massioni. Check out Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com.